This is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast, and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the Two Dudes in a Ness, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. Justin. What's up, man? Let's try this for the third time. Third time's a charm. (laughs) Um, We had some technical issues for the first two. I was saying in the second recording that in the first recording, I jinxed us by saying that uh, uh, we we were nailing it and uh, firing on all cylinders, and then the second one screwed up too. And then the third one, I must say, uh, during the music, you were fiddling with some paper or something, but we're going. It don't matter. All right. Yeah. Well, for the third one, we'll recap again what we talked about in the first one and recap the second one. And that is after uh, the intro, we quickly unraveled into some rusty walls talk yeah. um, and talked about rusty walls telling multiple car dealerships in the East Tennessee area, but it's not from. East Tennessee, nor does he live in East Tennessee. Uh, so there you go. That's what you missed. And then, and then we kind of talked about Formula One um, for a short period of time. Uh, but that's about that. Yeah, I really. So hate, you missed that. I really hate that we had, we just ran through the Rusty Wallace talk like that. Um, but I'm tired of talking about him. I've already talked about him three times. Yeah, I know. I'm, I hate it for the listeners. I hate that they're going to miss. All of that talk about Rusty Wallace. Oh well, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll revisit Rusty on on another day. But uh, that's enough Rusty Wallace right. talk tonight. We're right. supposed to be talking about uh, a little NES game called Snake Rattle and Roll. Uh, I'm sure some of the listeners out there have heard of it. Um, if not, uh, get ready because there's going to be lots of great game talk on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much to talk about on this game. Yeah, I know. What, what are you gonna do? Um, so, I guess without further ado, I'm sure we don't we could get into some more tangents. But let's go ahead and roll. Let's let's roll with it. We'll get a, get rolling on the game, and then we'll come back to whatever tangents we need to fill out this episode. So, All Justin, right. do you have any history for us? Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. Why, I just so happened I do have some history on Snake, Rattle, and Roll. So, Snake, Rattle, and Roll, um, you know, made by a video game company called Rare. Uh, not a lot of people probably heard about it. Um, Never heard of it. Yeah, Rare. Rare. I don't, I don't even think we've ever talked about Rare on this podcast before. Um, but Rare was... Uh, started by, of course, the brothers, uh, the Stamper brothers, uh, Tim and Chris. Uh, I don't know if they're related to a friend of ours that we that we know with the last name Stamper. I was just about we to ask. ask him. I was just about to ask. We him. should ask him. Yeah, I was going to ask you that question if, you, if it was related to yeah the Stamper that we know. But either way, uh, Tim Stamper was was actually. One of the ones that one worked on this game, along with a guy by the name of Mark Betteridge, uh, who uh, uh, Stamper actually worked on the game's graphics and the concepts. And Betteridge actually did the the working on the game itself. And Betteridge basically was motivated by trying to build games on as little memory as possible, on a small file size as possible, and that was one of the things that he. He tried to do with this game as well, and he tried to wanted, wanted to make it a 3D game. In this 3D game, uh, basically the easiest way to do that was by isometric isometric levels, kind of like in the same, similar fashion as Marvel Madness, which is also a rare game. Um, is executive uh, produced? Huh? Is it a rare game? Is it rare, rare, as in rare to find? No, I mean, it was it made by Rare. I, I guess I didn't realize it was made by Rare. Oh, Marvel Madness? Yeah. Or this game? 
Marble Madness. I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure. On, on. Okay, sorry. I thought you, uh, I thought you said it was another rare game. I was thinking I thought it was like Atari or something. If I said that, then I I misspoke. Oh. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's, it's a game. It's a, a nice isometric like course right. game, like um, similar to Marble Madness. Yeah. But if I if I said it was made by Rare, then that was fake. Uh, but either way, either way, uh, was executive produced by Howard Phillips, um, who soon left Nintendo in 1991. Um, but actually, what I found to be interesting is Rare's future creative director, Greg Mayles, uh, actually started with the with Rare test play testing this game, uh, Snake Rattle and Roll. Now, Greg Mayles, uh, for those of you who don't know actually was a designer for very famous rare games, including Donkey Kong Country, Battletoads, Banjo-Kazooie, and uh, uh, one that I had to to bring up, because one of mine and Mike's favorites, Conker's Bad Fur Day for the Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah. That that one hit at the perfect time in, like, high school, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, now, Stamper's Basically created in Rare uh, by reverse engineering on the NES. But on this game, probably one of the more famous things about it is the game's soundtrack, which took on a 1950s kind of feel um, and was uh, composed by David Wise, who we all know, we've talked about before on the podcast, most notably, in my opinion, for his work on the game Anticipation. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but, uh, he, uh, made predominantly 12 bar melodies in the early rock and roll style of the 1954 shake, rattle, and roll. Yeah. has nothing to do with the title of this game, though, I'm sure. Surely not, yeah. Um, what I, one thing that is, uh, kind of cool, and I know that you've got a vinyl record player, uh, is the soundtrack for the NES and... Let me just mention this. This game was also released for Sega Mega Drive. Um, yeah, exactly. Gross. Um, were released on vinyl in 2020 by a company called Black Screen Records, huh. and uh, has liner notes in it from David Wise himself. So that is cool. You're a vinyl person, and you like the music of this game. Maybe that's something to really uh, look out and get. You know, at one point in time, it would have been cool. We could have maybe gotten David Wise on the podcast, but now mm-hmm. that we've had, now that we've got a lot of episodes out and people really know what this podcast is all about, we can't get guests. Zero like, yeah, we can't get guests like that anymore. Right. right. Uh, back in the early days, before anybody really realized how, um, let's see, how little knowledge ridiculous. we have, we have, yeah, and how ridiculous our podcast is, we could get like a David Crane on, but now it's just it ain't happening. Now, uh, the game was never released for the Nintendo Game Boy, but in level 7 of the NES version, the game actually spells out Nintendo Game Boy for some reason. And they allude to a sequel towards the end of this game about Snakes in Space, which actually never was released. Um, But uh, uh, anyway... Uh, it was first previewed in the January 1990 issue of Nintendo Power and, of course, released in North America in July of 1990. Um, and then was actually featured in the magazine in September-October issue with a walkthrough of the first three levels. And, uh, well, I think that's pretty much it to, that I have for tidbits and trivia. Did you have this game growing up, or did you go on a quest? To find this game? Question. Now it's time for the thrill of 8 bit discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. Funny you should ask. Um, so last summer, I was um, cleaning out my crawl space uh, and I found a snake. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, whoa, this is weird. Uh, snakes in my crawl space. That's not good. So I grabbed him up. He was a, he was a docile snake. He wasn't like a 
copperhead or anything dangerous like that. It was just like a little garden snake. So I grabbed him up and I took him outside and, and he's like, whoa, 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 you forgot my brother. And I said, what? And he said, yeah, 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 you left my brother. He's still in your crossbows. And I thought, oh, no, there's more snakes in my crossbow. So I went back. Oh, and by the way, can I interest you in eating this apple? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wrong story. Wrong story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. This is another one of those snakes that can talk. Yeah. It's pretty rare, yeah. but yeah, it's a, it's a talking okay. snake. Uh, right. Nothing to be alarmed about. Uh, so I go back in. I'm looking around and like, I can't see him because like the first snake I took out, he was like an orangish red color, you know, like orange. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking for another orange snake. No, this other one is purple. And I was like, how are you even brothers? You're purple. He's orange. <laughs> uh, he's like, well, we had two different fathers. I was like, oh, okay. Makes sense. Uh, and so I was like, all right, well, your brother's out here. Well, I took him outside. Y'all can't be hanging out in my cross space. Uh, he said, oh, okay. I took him I took him outside to, with his brother, and they were, like, hanging out. And uh, I said, all right, guys, don't go back in my crawl space. Um, I don't need you in there. It scares my kid, scares my wife. Don't need, don't need snakes in my crawl space. And they're like, oh, come on, man. I'll make you a deal. I thought, what kind of deal? Okay, I'm, I'm thinking here. This might be good. And it's like, listen, if you let us in your crawl space, we We'll start a rock and roll band, just the three of us, uh, and we can make some really good tunes, kind of like surfer-style rock. It's like, okay, I could get I could get into this. A uh, couple snakes and me making music. Right. So, so I, I stuck them back in the crawl space. I gave the purple one some drums. I gave the orange one a guitar. And uh, I said, all right, you guys practice, write us some songs, and uh, we'll start a band. <clears throat> all right, fast forward to this year. Um, is this story going long-winded enough for you yet? I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> okay. Fast forward to uh, 2022 and uh, Battle of the Bands. June 2022, Battle of the Bands. Okay. Me. And the two snakes. We named our band Snake Rattle and Roll. Funny, right? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. That. <clears throat> so we're playing this show. It's going great. We win. And the prize? Can you guess what the prize was? Uh, snake food. No. It was a copy of Snake Rattle and Roll. That's how I got this game. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. I like it. Okay. Moving on. Next. Next uh, segment. I got a, I got a, uh, I got a tangent of snake. Okay. Found a huge snake skin in my yard. Uh, like it was about, uh, I would say, at least five feet. Oh, uh, I didn't measure it. Yeah. Uh, our neighbors actually saw it. Said they saw a big black snake, which I'm okay with. Black snakes are like, you know, they're not, they're not going to be a problem. They, they kill a lot of you know, rodents as they are also known as a rat snake. Yeah. Uh, and I learned that black snakes or black racers actually kill copperheads. Oh, keep him around. So, yeah. So I figured, you know, if he wants to let himself be known, I'm going to leave him alone. If he wants to just hang out. And that uh, will be good. Yeah. It's funny. I, 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 I told that story in jest, obviously, but uh, there really was a snake in my crawlspace last year, last summer. Oh, yeah? What kind of snake? It was like a, I think it was a garter snake. It was real small. It was maybe, uh, I don't know, two feet in length, and it was a little bitty green snake. I'm pretty sure it was, I'm pretty sure it was a garter snake. But I just... It could be. I caught a green snake. At uh, Dollywood, one time. Dollywood has them. Is that what you said? Yeah, it was at Dollywood, and we were like, we were like at this bench, and then crawling under the bench was a little bitty green snake. Huh? And I, maybe I caught him. Maybe that's what it was. I just took him and I took him and threw him. Like we have this, uh, I call it. It's like a thicket. Uh, yeah, which is where stuff's grown up. It's just a piece of property nobody owns. Kind of behind our house. I just took yeah. him through and threw him back there, figured he could eat some rabbits or something. 
Uh, probably not. Yeah. He's too small for rabbits, but maybe rabbit eggs or something. Yeah. Ra- rabbits lay eggs, right? I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't, but, you know, <laughs> details. <clears throat> what about the Easter Bunny? Yeah, that's an interesting thing, right? Yeah. Uh, the Easter Got Bunny brings eggs, or do they lay eggs? Because they don't really ever explicitly say with the Easter Bunny what they, how they how it comes across the eggs, right? Yeah, I don't know. What about the Cadbury Bunny? He lays eggs. Well, the Cadbury Bunny balks like a chicken, though. True. You think about it. He's also sometimes dressed up like a cat. <laughs> or no, he's a, sometimes he's a cat dressed up like a rabbit. I don't know. The Cadbury Bunny. Cadbury Bunny's really uh, bunny. Yeah. <laughs> I love his eggs. Yeah. He's got, he makes some good eggs. You know what I've never tried is the Cadbury, uh, like the Halloween egg they have. Oh, with the green? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a, it just tastes like a Cadbury egg, but it's green. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll try it this Halloween, which is, you know, fast approaching. It is. I'm, oh, this year has flown by. It's already almost uh, August. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll be uh, decorating the house for Halloween before long. Yeah, do you go all out for decorations for Halloween? No. Yeah, me either. No, I don't. Uh, I do, like, here's the thing about the, de- the decorations for Halloween. I always think about, it would be really cool to decorate for Halloween on Halloween. When I'm like walking around the neighborhood and I see all these houses like really decorated and you know have like walkthroughs for people, and I yeah. think, well, this would be really cool to do. But then I never even think about it otherwise. Yeah, me too. I, I kind of same way. My parents used to back when I was younger. We they would do a little bit, not like super elaborate. You kind of, you probably kind of remember they do like some yeah yeah spider web stuff, whatever. And there was one year we dressed up like a scarecrow and laid on, laid on the porch and scared all the little kids when they approached. That was kind that, of fun. That's classic. There's just not, it's not a good Halloween unless you're traumatizing someone's children. Exactly. Right? It's part I, of it. I feel like you can't really do that anymore. No. Yeah. No, I think somebody would get mad. Which, we've gone soft as a society. Which my uncle... Uh, he, he was like obsessed with doing that stuff. He he would never admit how much he loved Halloween, uh, but he did. He could tell he loved it. We used to go to my grandmother's, who lived in a neighborhood. And it, was, it was packed, you know, with kids. Uh, Halloween, and uh, he would like sit up there to hand out candy, but then quickly would devolve into him like being in a bush and jumping out and grabbing people. Right. Yeah. That's good. Although, I'll, you know, grown man that's uh, weirdly into Halloween. It's a, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that Adam Carolla thing? You know, Adam Carolla says that <clears throat> if uh, if you're at a Boy Scouts meeting and they're like, who, who wants to take the, the kids out camping? You don't want the guy that, like, throws his hand up first, right? Yeah, they're super excited. You don't want the guy that's like, over eager to take the kids out in the woods. You want the guy that's like, oh, I really don't want to. I want to watch the game this weekend, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you don't have to worry so, about that guy. Right. So, anyway, I guess All we right. can talk about this game. Yeah, so the truth behind do I have this game is yes, but I honestly don't even remember how I got it. I think I just picked it up. Damn. So, there you go. There's the boring. Uh, I just picked it up, probably a used game store several years ago. Ah, yep. Cool. Boring. Uh, more recently, though, I guess the last time I played it for the show, right? But more, even more, like somewhere in between playing it for the show and owning it, uh, the game on Xbox came out called Rare Replay. I'm sure some people were Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 30 games, the history of Rare or whatever. And it was on mm-hmm. that. And I remember playing it on that. So that's probably cool. what I played it the most, actually. 
but tr- try and get some of them achievement. That's right. That's right. Speaking of which, I'm uh, thinking I'm going to purchase the old Series X with the nice. All Access Pass. Yeah, that's what I do. It's a uh, pretty nice. Well, with Game Pass, it's just someone's too good to pass up. I know, and then just, and Game Pass is such a good deal. Yeah, and then just kind of bundling it with the system and stuff it just makes yeah. sense to me. I mean, you're not really saving anything. You're paying, right. you're paying full price, which maybe is not a great idea because you could maybe find it for a deal at some point. But you're also right. space, spacing out the payments, not having to drop $500 all at once or something. So, I don't And know. it's you can it's like an easy way to find a system right now. It's I mean, yeah. they're still they're not as hard to find as like PlayStation 5, but they're still not easy to find if you don't go to the all access pass. That's true. They do kind of reserve more systems for the all access pass, I feel like. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think it's a good way to go. Plus you you, yeah. you will not be disappointed in Game Pass, especially coming from so you have you got a Switch, but the most recent system before that you had was what, like PlayStation 3 uh, 2, maybe yeah, even? Yeah, 3. <laughs> 3, yeah. 3, yeah. But it's yeah. going to be a big big jump for you. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, plus the kids are getting more, you know, my oldest is getting more into video games and uh, playing like Fortnite and stuff on Switch, which I'm like, well, there's a lot better games out there, so maybe we ought to just go and get a better system and uh, not that the Switch is a bad system. Obviously, I love the Switch, but, uh, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, More beefy system. Right. The funny thing, funny thing is you'll get this, you'll get this beefy system and, uh, she'll just keep, or she'll just keep playing Fortnite on. Right. Exactly. So. <laughs> right. That's what, that's what the kids do. Right. Yeah. They all want, uh, they all want their own Switch lights now. So. Oh, boy. I don't yeah. know. What are you going to do? All right. Yeah. So let's take a break. We'll do our little, do a little commercial or ad. And then um, we'll come back. We'll talk about the game. Although, let me just say, for this ad spot, I'm going to do my own little advertisement for myself. Okay? Because I released an album, a uh, rock and roll album. And uh, so I'm going to steal our ad spot here. I'm not going to pay us anything. I'm, I'm taking this for free. Um, but if people want to listen, um, I'll fail. I'll call him back. Anyways, I'm talking to myself now. Um, but I'm still in a rad spot. I'm going to use it for yeah, myself. Yeah. I release it. Okay. Hey, Justin, sorry. Uh, I don't know. I lost you there. Mm-hmm. So we switched from Discord to FaceTime to try that and <laughs> FaceTime calls. It's going well. So maybe not the best idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. Eventually we'll figure it out. The audio is better all of a sudden, but the FaceTime calls are dropping. So maybe next time we'll try Skype or something. This is getting to be pretty frustrating. Anyways, what I was saying, I don't know when I lost you, but um, we were going to go into our ad spot before we talk about the game. What I was saying was, I'm stealing our ad spot this week and putting my own advertisement All right. for my Sweet. album that I just released. Um, so, yeah. Just released an album. Me and a buddy, uh, an internet buddy. The name of the band is Wolves Until. The name of the album is Wolves Until. Uh, I'm going to play a little clip here for you, listener. And if you like what you hear, then go listen to it on your streaming platform or if you want to buy it, you can go to Bandcamp and buy it or um, I guess you buy it. I don't know. I don't know about buying music anymore. Nobody does that. Just go listen to it wherever you want to. You can, you can listen to it on YouTube or SoundCloud anyway. The name of the band is Wolves Until and here's a little snippet of a song called Entropy. So
there you All go. Right. There's a little awesome. clip. So if you like what you hear, go go check us out. Wolves until uh, that's like the the album art is like very red, like bright red, with a white wolf on it. So we went we went all in on the wolf thing. All right. So you want to talk about this game? Sure. Time to dig in to some good old fashioned game discussion. All right. So, Justin, let's start with the man. All right. All right. The story, Snake, Rattle, and Roll, takes you into the fun-filled world of two of the hippest snakes around, Rattle and Roll. You must work your way through 11 levels of wacky landscapes and wild enemies. In each level, you need to consume enough nibbly-pibblies to activate the scale that will open the door to the next area. Good luck. That's yeah. it. Short and sweet. Keep it, keep, it, uh, keep it down there. That's really all there is to this game. You just got to run around eating a bunch of nibbly-pibblies. <laughs> <laughs> and then really, that's pretty much all there is to this game. Let's be honest. Yep. Yeah. So I guess just a, a break a breakdown of it is it is an isometric view. Think uh, a la Marble Madness or Cubert or something mm-hmm. like that. Which we'll we'll get into this here in a minute. Not exactly the best idea for an NES controller, but right. You know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but yes, yeah, so you do that. You play as a snake, or at least a snake head that becomes a snake and you run around and you have to eat the nibbly pibblies, which are basically just little balls with feet. Yeah. Um, you eat them and you make your snake longer and then you have to make it to the end of the level where there's a door, but the door will not open unless you weigh enough on a scale. You got to get on the scale, weigh yourself. And if you weigh enough, you can open the door. Kind of that's just a, every level is this. It's just like that. Yeah, it's really an arcade game. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting process. Like, you have to create this kind of ability or this, you have to weigh so much before you can uh, uh, get through the level. But um, honestly, when I was kind of going through it, I was like, you know, this is kind of like a, uh, just like a 3D version of the game Snake that you used to play through your. on your phone, remember like the old archaic Nokia phones, you know, because you're like you're just eating these right. things and you're just growing longer and longer. Um, so it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it is a really a really elaborate version of that. Uh, I I played mine on my TI eighty six calculator. Nice, nice. That's I eventually I had that programmed into my TI calculator. Um, but yeah, that. Um, that's that's true. It is kind of like that game. It's a little it's a little more involved in the, the way you eat them and stuff. But and it's obviously it's three D space, not just like a top two right. D view. But yeah, it's kind of the same premise. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it, you know, it's kind of and there's some interesting like components to it. There's like you know there's like the little horns, or I guess you know they're like record players playing like the old classic music. There's water in certain levels, and if you fall in the water, there's like this generic version of what sounds like the Jaws music when you're in the water. Yeah. Uh, I kept waiting for something to say. You've hit something. There's flashbacks to the Jaws game, I guess. Um, yeah. But uh, if you stay in the water too long, you do get eaten by a, sh- a shark, presumably a yeah. shark. Um, a, which. And it's times, so it's, you're right. It, it's really just kind of more of an arcade game. There's not a whole lot to it, um, other than it's just kind of a fun uh, little game to play. You know, I um, I don't know. I'm, I I had a lot of trouble with this. So I guess did you have this? Did you ever play this when you were a kid, or is this this is fresh for me? Okay, yeah, it's pretty fresh for me. Like I said, I've played it several times over the years, but I didn't play it as a kid. I've always played it as an adult. And this was tough for me because I like so I like the game. Uh-huh. Like I like I like the gameplay loop. I really like the idea of the game. I kind of like the way it plays in a way. 
Uh, but it just, uh, it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's like, I like all this stuff about it, but I just don't like the game. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I like all these components, but it's something about the isometric view on an NES controller. The way you have to, there's a lot There's a lot of jumping in this game. So you have to jump on blocks and jump across water and jump across gaps and over spikes and stuff and land on these little platforms. The game is very slippery. It's very floaty. Um, and so doing that is just so frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Like this game, they make you they make you do these jumps where you have to jump around things, which means you have to move in the air. Uh, and the isometric view, and and you're trying to land on little platforms, but that isometric view is just so tricky. And I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a game you can get good at, but it also feels like it's a game that's kind of it's kind of feels cheap because of the viewpoint. Yeah. Does that make no, sense? No, I get that. I get that. Uh, it, it, it really does. Um, yeah, I, you know, when you talk about kind of the, going back and talking about the, the uh, creation of the game and they're talking about they're trying to make this game where it's on a small capacity that they can and it's like well yeah I mean they kind of just made this this kind of cheap game it, I hate I hate using that word because it's kind of like I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's like yeah cheap right it's not a cheap it's not cheaply made it's well right. made it's just I don't know I don't know what they could have done to make me like it <laughs> it's maybe if it was less slippery or something and more precise yeah um but even that kind of it's somewhat fun because it kind of feel, it feels in a way like Marble Marble Madness. Yeah. Right? And I think it's either the second um, or the third level. I can't remember exactly where you have like the waterfalls and you're kind of like climbing up to you're, you're basically going up. And then you can like it's really easy or for some reason like for me it was like on that level to just fall off the back. And that's like yeah. I don't know that felt kind of easy to add, just be able to fall off the back like that. Um, but uh, uh, but I do think... Yeah, and I don't... I was, I don't, there's also another another level, I don't remember which level it is, but there's a level you have to climb... Well, there's several levels that, that do this, where you have to kind of climb stairs on one side of the level, and you can fall off either direction. Yeah. And you have to... And you, because it's isometric, you have to go at an angle. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, it just kind of blows, blows my mind trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But to say, like, even though it was, you know, fairly basic in the way of, I, I actually did kind of like the level design. The sprites were pretty good. I mean, not that you kind of jump into the, to the graphics, but, um, you know, some of the graphics, some of the things that were kind of neat about it, like one thing was when you, when you ate the, Nibbly pibbly, um, you'll you spit out their legs like a, a second later. You know, I, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, or a little neat little feature. Or their right, or their wings or their fins, depending on which kind. Of yeah, nibbly right. Is. Yeah, like there's there's a water level where you can kind of swim down in the water. Which, like you said, the level design is neat. Like they do some interesting things. Like there's a water level where you have, you gotta go underwater. Mm-hmm. And you're, you can kind of swim around and kind of go up and down. At which point, if my mind was not already blown by the isometric view, isometric view plus floating up and down. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's like I'm playing 3D chess all of right. a sudden. And then trying to eat eat these nibbly pibbly fish, yeah. that some of which are really fast. And it's just, oh my gosh, it's really cracked my brain. But they do cool things. like Right. And the level designs are... Interesting. Um, yeah, it's just this one really. This really. This one hurts to say that I don't like it. Yeah. Because um, I really want to. I just something about it. I just that just doesn't sit right. Also, it's interesting because at first you're like, well, this probably has some re- replay value because there's you know it's kind of an arcade game. Usually, arcade games have like have like a lot of uh, replay value. Um, but uh, I don't know that this one does, even though it's kind of got that arcadey feel. Um, so 
I don't know what your thought is on that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I feel like if if it was a game you liked, it would have replay value. It would have the same kind of replay value that Marvel Madness does, which is a game that I really like. Yeah, which, which that's unusual because it's so similar this game. But I think the the fact the reason I like Marvel Madness and not this one is Marvel Madness. For one, the the slippery floatiness of it makes sense because you're a Marvel. Yeah, that's true. So my brain kind of my brain kind of makes more sense of that. And then two, um, it's much simpler, right? You're just trying to get from the beginning to the end. You're not trying to eat the nibbly-pibblies. You're not trying to figure out how to open the door. You're not trying to jump and navigate all the stuff. You don't have to worry about jumping. You're just rolling from the top to the bottom mm-hmm. without dying, right. right? And then there's and there's a timer. So for me, Marvel Madness is a ton of fun because it it's simple. And um, it kind of makes sense. This one, uh, it's, I don't know. It's not. It's not like complex. Complex is probably a bad word. Probably not the right word. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like something about it, it. The complexity of it. It's just kind of a turnoff. You have to do so many different things. There's so many weird jumps you have to make. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I- I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, other, other than, you know, it's just it's just something about it. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels this way because traditionally, from what I understand, this game is loved. Oh, yeah. Like, people love this game. Huge reviews. Uh, well, well, really well liked. Um, uh, so maybe we're, we're just in the minority here. Maybe I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not alone, though. Uh, did you try? I'm sure you didn't, but I, I want to ask you anyway. Did you try the co-op? Because this game is kind of intended to be played. Two no, I wish co-op. I had, but I did not play the co-op at all. Yeah, from what I understand, co-op is both more difficult and easier at the same time. Interesting, because you have to both stay alive, obviously, and you're playing on the same screen, which makes things difficult. However, the scale weight does not change. So, and you add up oh. your, your weights at the end. So you don't have to get as, each person doesn't have to eat yeah. as many nibbly nibblies. I, I didn't play it myself uh, in co-op, but from what I understand, that's the case. So that, you know, okay. that kind of makes things, makes things interesting. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Do you know you want to know where this game really lost me? Where's that? When an already slippery game that was frustrating me with controls makes an ice level. <laughs> yeah. That's where it lost me. An ice level where like the blocks are slanted and you can just slide off yeah. into, the, into death. That was that was kind of where the game lost me, I think. Yeah, it's frustrating. Also, why do the so I realize that you're attacking by licking them, which can't be very uh, strong attack. Right. But why does it take so many hits to kill these bad guys? Like the the foot, yeah, the like, foot. You're licking a foot. First of all, just think about that for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't. No, I can't think about that. I might have to. I have to end this podcast if I think about that. You were talking about licking feet. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, I mean, you you eat the nibbly pibblies, but I guess everything else you're just like licking it. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a whatever you're killing, whatever bad guy? Yeah, a lot. It feels like a really feels like a whole lot. Yeah. But oh well. So, uh, question: What? How did you feel about the graphics? I thought that was kind of one of, even though it's kind of simple, I actually like the graphics. I mean, I think that the colors, it looks sharp. Uh, the the sprites were well, you know, there was a lot of detail in those. I thought actually that the graphics and design, even though they're more on the simple side, were actually uh, uh, one of the pluses to this game. Yeah, I agree. Um Super simple graphically, but excellent use of color. 
Right. I'm, I'm big about I'm big about killer on the NES, right? I, I right. talk about it all the time. This game is uses color in a great way. Like the they have very unique colors for the the snakes, the orange mm-hmm. the orange snake and the purple snake, and then they also the levels never really clash with the snakes, which or, or the enemies. So that's right. kind of, and then the game that's simple like this, that's a really uh, I feel like that's kind of a tricky thing to juggle is yes. whether or not the, the backgrounds of the levels clash with the enemy. Yeah, you need the contrasting character. Yeah, the contrasting yeah. colors. Which this game does great. Yeah. What about the sound of the music? Well, I think the sound of the music is very similar to the graphics in that it's kind of simple, but it really is good for the game. It it's that kind of arcadey style. Uh, it's kind of gimmicky in the kind of the whole shake, rattle, and roll and uh, snake, rattle, and roll thing. But I thought that was great for the game that it is. Yeah, I like. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I did not turn the music off. I, I really thought it was quite good. Uh, and I don't know that I'm going to run out and get the vinyl, but I don't know. It's out there. Get David Wise's uh, notes on it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good enough to play. I think it would be good enough to play, like just casually listening. Yeah, but, um, dinner parties. Yeah, I don't know. Dinner parties, yeah. Uh, baby showers, whatever. Yeah, right. Weddings, funerals. Wedding. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not funerals. Ah, Speaking of funerals, got to say, Andrew, uh, I sent you this text earlier. If those of you who are out there who are not on the Next Door app, might I recommend? For entertainment purposes on Rage, the next door app. Because there are some things that, that get posted on there that are quite entertaining a lot of the times. And uh, this poor soul put this up, and I feel bad, a little bit bad of even making make it a little wide of it. But they said uh, basically they're looking for a plumber. This is how they, they posted it. Because, you know, you can look for, like, you know, I need a plumber, I need electric, whatever. I'm but, and uh, we need to find a new plumber for a few maintenance jobs. Tragically, my plumber passed away. Would like to hear about great experiences. Now, if your point of the post was, uh, first of all, I'm curious as to what the great experiences are. Were the great experiences with your plumber? Like, are you wanting to hear stories? To like, you know, of, of your plumber, like, you know, let me cheer me up. Uh, or, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. And if you're just looking for a plumber, I don't know that the plumber tragically passing away was, uh, was a necessary detail. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a bit confusing. <laughs> I mean, I, I assume that they want you to give them great stories or whatever about the plumber to let them know whether or not they're worth using. Yeah. But uh, it's worded very strange. Right. So I'll give you that. Right. Yeah. It, that uh, is funny. I do I do like Nextdoor quite a bit. Nextdoor is Just great. For that reason only. Thank you. It's, it's really good when a couple people get in, kind of get into it on in the comments of a post. Yes. It's like, oh, oh man, man, it's so entertaining. The best my, part is they're, they're your neighbors, right? Right. And my favorite, my all-time favorite is, you know, the old man that's in the front yard yells at people that are driving too fast, which I do that, right? I I've do become that, that old man. I'm, but I agree. I, I'm that man, too. They've taken to this app. They've taken the technology. Say, hey, black Camaro <laughs> to just sped <laughs> down this street. <laughs> Slow it down. <laughs> I need to, it's I been a while, it's been a while since I got on there. I need to get on there and say something about this. Yeah. There's a white, there's a white Volkswagen in our neighborhood. It drives way too fast, <laughs> uh, and there's children in our neighborhood, and I'm really worried about it. I think I need to get on next door. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should take the grievance to the next door. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. All right. Well, you know, I don't. I think uh, this we can do the price of the game, whether it's worth it. Um, yeah, let's just go do that. All right. This game, loose price, is $10 even on price charting. Okay. I think it's worth it. 
I, yeah, I mean, ten dollars. Hard to go I mean, it's, wrong. It's, I mean, that's kind of the low, lower price of the day yeah. nowadays. It's it's weird that I just got through saying that I don't like it, and then I say it's worth it for ten dollars. Yeah. But ten dollars is relatively cheap, and this game is good. It's a good game. I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to say that it's not a good game, and that a lot of people would like it. It's just something about it just didn't click for me. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably its limit, though. I don't know that I can give any more. But... Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how much Rare Replay goes for, but that'd be a way to play it. Uh, yeah. Get some history in there, too. And plus, you get a lot, of, a lot of other games, too. Yeah, you get like you get like 30 games, and one of them just happens to be Snake Rattle. And right. I think... I think it's on Game Pass. So if you're a Game Pass person, you can just probably go download it. There you go. Maybe not, but it's probably cheap these days. It's not on Game Pass. So that's what I would do. But yeah, I think it's worth it. Um, and if you want to pick it up for your collection, um, it's cheap. And it's, it's the box art and stuff looks cool. Um, I don't know. I, it's, a good, it's a solid investment for $10. Yeah. And especially, I really wish we one of us had been able to play, try the co-op because I really think it would probably be a fun co-op game. Yeah, something just tells me that it would be a fun co-op game, but I don't know. All right. Well, in that case, do you have any retro? I've got a few. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. Okay. What you got? Uh, let me pull up my notes here. Got them, pull them down there. By the uh, way, uh, while you're pulling up your notes and I'm pulling up mine, um, I failed miserably to get any feedback on this or trophies from the listeners, and uh, so I apologize. That's all good. Um, first one is who you calling a snake? You foot liquor. <laughs> and that's uh, kind of a throwback to that commercial, you know, that one that's like, uh, who you calling us something, you went liquor, you know? Yeah. But that is, kill one of the, the feet uh, in the game. Uh, which would take forever. But... Yep. Alright, well I've got one called um, You Fatty and that is oh wait, can I even say that anymore? I don't think. I don't know. You, I don't know. You fatty. And that is um, get a f- as, as many nibbly-pibblies on your snake as possible and then step on the scale. Nice. Which I think you the most you can get is you, you start flashing. You get, like, full nibbly-pibblies. So be a flashing snake and then get on the scale. I like it. How about uh, Bill Haley will be impressed. Bill Haley is the musician who uh, wrote the song Shake, Rattle, and Roll. And that is Beat uh-huh. the Game. Bill Haley and his comments. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay, Beat the Game. Cool. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to kind of go along with my previous theme instead of Fatty. I'm going to say, um, Yo, sticks, uh, meaning they're very thin person. Yeah. Um, activate the scale with the least number of nibbly pibblies possible to still get the door open. Which I don't know what that is. I think it changes based on which level you're on, but, but just the bare minimum yeah. amount of nibbly pibblies to get the scale. All right. I like it. Uh, my last one is uh, you've hit something. And that is die in the water. Ah, yes. A Jaws reference. I like it. Yeah. All right. Um, I had one more, but um, I'm just going to let it leave it alone because I, like I like your last one there. So. All right. All right. Cool. So let's give this game a rating. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. <laughs> All right. How do you want to rate this game? Mm. 
What about a type of cat food? Type of cat food? Yeah. Okay. All right. I I have not owned a cat for like <laughs> 20 years now, but I'll figure it out. Um, I'm going to go just don't take Just don't take meow mix because that's all I know, I think. Well, I'm going to take friskies. Okay. That's because friskies comes in very colorful bags. But uh, not the best uh, cat food. Not the best brand out there. Kind of just basic. Um, okay. But it's very colorful, like this game. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm going to have to uh, turn to the internet on this one. I thought you went to Meow Mix. You're not going to go with Meow Mix? Well, I mean, actually, yes. Fine. I'm going with Meow Mix. And the reason being because they have such a catchy tune, and the music in this game is good. So I don't know how good the Meow Mix food is. It's probably middle of the road, which kind of matches this game. It's middle of the road cat food with a great tune, with a great theme song. So I think that's what this game is. Okay. Kind of a middle-of-the-road game with uh, great music. I don't know. Have you, have you tasted Meow Mix? Is it good? Have I tasted it? How ah, uh, else did you know if it's good or not? That's true. <laughs> I haven't. What are you going to do? Trust your cat to tell you? <laughs> that's true. You can't trust a cat. <laughs> no, you can't trust a cat. <laughs> All right. All right. I will. I would say let's turn to feedback from the listeners, but uh, again. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So. That's right. You keep uh, saying I'm that, sure. but I don't know. May not be. Well, I'm sure Jay Z, we've had a lot of thoughts. Uh, oh, we do have a code. Yeah. True. True. Sorry. We do have a couple of voicemails, so we'll go. Okay. I hope they're... I it's hope time for D-Patter Feedback, because when you're a D-Patter, you're a D-Patter for life. All right, we have a couple of voicemails. I don't know if, I don't know who they are. Um, typically, we can count on Jay-Z, but I don't recognize the numbers. I don't think it's Jay-Z. Um, so, here's the first one. Hi, this is Crystal with the Business Funding Department. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> We're getting business funding. All right, let's do it. Sweet. I, gotta, I just have to call Crystal back. Now, yeah. listener uh, and Justin, feel free to chime in. This is a robot, right? You want to hear it one more time? Yeah, yeah. Hi, this is Crystal with the business funding department. Can you hear me okay? I think it's a robot. Definitely a robot. Why is there, why is there a cafeteria in the background? Yeah, I think it's definitely a robot. Yeah, I thought so. Cool. Um, yeah, and then the second voicemail is this one. This is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like, probably top oh, wow. 10. Stevens. This one's in the top 10, eh? Okay. Wow. He just loves it. Hey, who am I to deny the love of a Nick Stevens? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I ain't gonna do it. All right. The so any last thoughts? Anything to say? I don't think so. I yeah. don't think um, I have so any more thoughts. Any more tangents? Uh, no, I don't think I. I don't have any more tangents right off the top of my head. We got two got minutes before. We got two minutes before we hit an hour, and we're not—we're just barely cresting an hour. This game's—it's not a, they're going to be a very beefy episode. Um, so I uh, guess I will. I'll, I'll go off on another tangent. Uh, if it, listen, listener, feel free to uh, turn us off at this point if you don't want to. If you've already got your game talk fill in, but um, we're going to go off on another tangent or two before we close out here. Um, we've been playing tennis again. Yeah, and I've been—I've been really into it. Like it really right. like I'm thinking too. about it, strategizing yeah. about it. I'm going to use that app. Uh, I got this. I got the app downloaded. I got a thing to mount my phone to the fence, and I'm going to use it Saturday. So be prepared. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So I'm going to use the app. The supposedly 
supposedly you get two hours a month of the AI um, video or whatever for free. Mm-hmm. So at least give me a chance to see what it's like without having to pay for it. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm pretty pumped. I think it's going to be pretty sweet. It's going to be fun. I like it. So good. No, it's Glad. been a lot of fun. Glad you like it. Yeah. John, uh, I don't think John likes it as much. I get the feeling from him that he enjoys it, but he'd much rather be like, playing basketball or something. Right. It's all a ruse. It's a- I'm telling you, it's all a ruse to get us to play basketball. I don't think yeah. it's, uh, I don't think his interest is really in the tennis because he uh, basically every time is just like, hey, you know what else is fun? <laughs> Playing basketball. Right. Right. So. Rascal. Huh? Said that rascal. So he's always trying to swindle us into playing basketball. Right. But really, though, pretty, fairly evenly matched, uh, everybody. I think mostly because everybody's rusty and and not very good at tennis anymore, but I'll take it. Right. I agree. It's, it's, it's been fun. Uh, so, uh, you know, really, really enjoyable um, to get out there and do that again. And we've been pretty consistent with it. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. At least we've crested an hour now. At least we can say All right. that. Great. I feel kind of bad, but honestly, we didn't have a lot of tangents like I thought we would. And um, we did have some beefy game talk. Yeah. Um, but the game's really not that big. It's really That's not right. that big of a game. It's kind of a smaller right. game, kind of an arcadey game. So there you right. go. Now, next next game. Really got something to look forward to, everybody. Uh, just letting you know, this is going to be a doozy. Oh, I'm yeah. excited. It's going to be crazy. So, anyways, uh, if you're... I guess that, tell them how they can find us, and then I'll play the music for the next game. Mm-hmm. Everybody's pumped. Best place to find us is through the uh, Facebook, which used to be called the Facebook, but it's not the Facebook anymore. Um, and on the retro, is, is it the meta? Well, I'm just saying Facebook. Remember, it used to be the Facebook. Oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, find us on the Bitbro Bit Brothers retro gaming community. You can find everything you want to know about. Um, Bit Brothers, uh, both Two Dudes and Genesis Gems. Um, when we're releasing episodes, we give good feedback and, of course, just good camaraderie, good clean fun. Uh, and, of course, you can always call us and leave us a voicemail at 7757 Retro One, just as Crystal the Robot did. Nice. All righty. All right. Feeling a little bit out of my element. A little bit out of my element tonight. Well, we had so many complications at the beginning. Yeah, I know. So we're going to have to figure something out on the next one. Yeah. Which means we're not going to do anything. And the next time we're just going to show up and be like, why is this not working again? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. We are we are the cavemen uh, of podcasting. We're just like, we show up and just start like punching the keyboard like, Work, work. <laughs> Why is this not working? Yeah, exactly. It's us. All right. All right, here comes the music for the next game, and we will catch everybody next time. Hopefully sooner than a month. Um, you know, things happen. Yeah. Lots of sickness and stuff. That's right. Away. But anyways, all right, moving on. Next game. Here you go. Bye, everybody. See you. Next game, by the way, is called Taboo: The Sixth Sense. Okay, I'd never heard of it, but I just threw it in like a random number generator to pull it up. Yeah. So I I don't even know what I have no idea what the gameplay is like. Oh, 
God. That music's pretty good. It's a, it's a rare game. But oh, it's is a tarot it? card reading simulation. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be hilarious. <laughs>